Welcome back to the War at 33 and 3rd podcast. I'm Adam Barra. I'm Benjamin Richardson. And today, we're going to be discussing the Beastie Boys' 1989 sophomore effort, Paul's Boutique. Uh, the Beastie Boys are an East Coast hip-hop group composed of Michael, Mike D. Diamond, Adam, MCA Yock, Adam, Adrock, Horvitz. Some Adam representation here. Yeah, two Adams in the group. And our third Adam sitting next to me. Exactly. So... We'll get this out of the way and say that we are having some technical difficulties today, so our sound quality on today's episode might be a little poor, and we apologize in advance. We will try to have it fixed for next week. Such a good album, a quirky album, and some quirky audio for you guys. Yeah. Not Hope good you album. enjoy. Not Hope good audio. <laughs> but, yeah, so the musical content of this album, um, the Beastie Boys, especially on Paul's Boutique, have an incredibly unique style. Like, I really have not heard anything that sounds exactly like this. It's super eclectic. It's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. So the the bones of how they do it are every beat on here, um, done by the Dust Brothers production group, is almost entirely comprised of samples. The Beastie Boys, all three of them, rap kind of. They don't rap separate verses. Right. Not Not traditionally. It's yeah. like... Each cut feels like a posse cut or something. Yeah. I mean, just people, and they just kind of like finish each other's sentences every. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, like, they'll they'll trade off lines like the most. There are a couple songs where they do get their own verses, but for the most part, the most they'll get is like two in a row, and then it'll switch off. Sometimes right. they do all three of them rap a line at once. Sometimes they'll switch off of the word. They switch off of the syllable. Right. On yeah. A couple they'll of switch off syllables, and you're just like, geez. The coordination. Yeah, the, yeah, the coordination is super impressive, and it just creates, like, it's just really engaging. Right. I, I have no idea how commonplace that was. I cannot say I listen to a lot of 80s hip-hop. Mm, nor can I. Yeah, but, yeah, no idea how commonplace that is, but in terms of what I listen to, it's very, very unique. Right. It, they just keep it fresh in that way, I guess. It always gives you something to listen to. But I just think about it, like, how they would memorize that is all. Yeah, imagine, like, performing that live. Right, like you have to, <laughs> everybody has to be synced up and know yeah, like, exactly, exactly what yeah. syllable they're saying. Exactly, yeah. And then tying in the vocals and the samples, another little trick they do all throughout here is use samples from other songs, from movies. Oh, to finish their, uh, their yeah. lines. They, yeah, of. they use lines from other songs as lines in their song. Right, like you'll oftentimes like catch a, a sample that's just directly a vocal line from another song that you'll recognize and be like, hey, that's yeah. that song right there. Exactly. For two yeah, seconds. It's, it's not just to make the beats. It's also incorporated. Yeah, so the beats and like these little ad-libs, I guess, I don't know what to yeah. call them, interjections mm-hmm. are all samples. Yeah, and that's that's also really rare. You don't really see that very often. It's right. pretty unique style. Well, just for it to be like on more than one track, like having an interjection, like, oh, doing, yeah. like consistently like doing that throughout yeah, the Yeah, for it to not just be a gimmick, for but for it to be a full-on style. <laughs> right. Part of what makes it so cool. Right. For sure. So the first track on this is... To All the Girls. To All the Girls. More of a just an intro, intro than yeah. a, a full-on track. Not too much to write home about. Um, It's Shout really out. like, it's really low-key. <laughs> right. It kind of fades in with some... Is that electric piano chord, you know, just a smooth mm-hmm. beat to start you off. Yeah. And it, I think, like, sometimes I think, is the whole point of that song just to create that contrast for the drums that kick in at the start of Shake Your right, Rump? Right, just to relax you, just yeah. to <laughs> put you off. the second track, Shake Your Rump, um, just kicks in with this crazy, like, loud, high-speed drum fill. It just sounds awesome. 
I love that track. Like, the thing that stands out, of course, like, it's one of the, the best songs on the album. I feel like the, the openers always are. Yeah. But, like, some of the sound effects in this song are just... Oh, it's jam-packed. for a loop. It's dude. jam-packed. It's chaotic. I, I, I almost feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like every verse there's kind of, like, a different sample, and then, like, it's not used again almost. Pretty much. Like, you'll hear the guitar, like, for a bit, and then you just won't hear it again. And then, like, at one point, I think you hear, like, like a slap bass line or something. Yeah. Like, in the first verse, um, where they kind of bring in some, like, cymbals, like, ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. And then, they like, right after that, they bring in bongos. <laughs> right. Just, Even just, the percussion just to, is always yeah, like, kind of Yeah, just, just to replace the normal drum pattern for just a second. It just, like, just creates such a colorful and rich feel. Right. Um, yeah, and that... That colorful, that rich, like all these different textures and sounds, um, is a really big departure from their first album. Right, right. Um, like super bare bones, I feel like. Yeah, and that that first album was produced mostly by Rick Rubin, and that's okay. that's his whole thing, just like bare bones stuff, like really raw sounds. I really like their first album. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I think it, it's solid. But it's just not as much as yeah. Not as much to as me, as. that first album, licensed deal. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes they kind of like step over the line of being like silly and goofy and they just like come across as annoying right. a little bit. And to me on this one, I think they towed the line really well. Right. And between think, like being obnoxious and being tasteful. Yeah. I think that, I think this Dust Brothers sound suits them a whole lot better than the Rick Rubin sound does. Apparently they had a falling out with him. That's my understanding. That's okay. why he didn't come back. Yeah, I totally I think it this suits their style better too. Like they are pretty corny in this like I like the <laughs> grounds like, them a little bit. Right. Just like this keeps you on your tez, this production for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean but that's another thing to you know that this album this album was a commercial flop. License Deal sold a ton, and this album absolutely did not. What was the uh, the huge hit they offered of License to Ill? Oh, I mean, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, Fight If You're Right to Party. Yeah, 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 that one, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, remember, I remember reading about how that was a huge single, and everybody thought they were a one-hit wonder mm-hmm. when this album yeah. came out. Yeah, and I think critical reception of this when it came out was warm, but right. maybe not like... With the fans. Maybe not, her- yeah, the fans, maybe not quite as much, maybe not heralded as a classic like it is now. Right. Um, I, I think I think the right people appreciated it, though. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think- we're still... Crazy now. Yeah, I mean, I I was reading a Chuck D quote from Public Enemy, and they're they're sampled on here a couple times. Yeah, they are. Um, he says like like the dirty secret among like the black hip hop community was that Paul's boutique had the best beats. <laughs> That's hysterical, dude. Yeah, <laughs> just the, the Dust Brothers are really doing their thing. Like regardless of what you think about the the Beasties themselves, you gotta like the you the gotta beats. love the beats. Gotta love the beats on here for sure. It's another thing that, that's interesting to me is that the beats on here are kind of like sparse like a little bit yeah shake your rump here is driven mostly by that drums that that like drum sample right and then they just kind of inter- like throw other things in there as they go yeah so i guess it's just kind of like bass drums and then everything else is just kind of accompaniment to that yeah like an accent yeah i get what you're saying i mean like i feel like with like old school hip-hop that's kind of like that's kind of the formula yeah a little bit yeah it's just a lot more I feel you. Sparse thing. For sure. What you'd expect. And I mean, of course, on this one, you have, after the shake, your rump. Yeah, you have, you're like, I don't even know what instrument that is. It's just like a super blown out bass. I I, I thought I knew, but I, I really don't. It's, it's, it just kind of like warps all over the place. I, that's really fun to me. 
And then on the last, they do it three times, right? Basically, your three choruses is just that. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, they have like a crowd going, ah. Yeah, you just, you just hear it going like, ah. That's, that's so much fun to me. Like, I, I love when that right. last hit comes. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, their their flow is just really, really solid on here. I enjoy the rapping on this one a lot. The chorus, dude. The chorus. They have to have some bars on the first track. Yeah, but definitely, I def- like when he says, it's the joint, and you hear that for the yeah. first time, like that just like gets me so like, hard. whoa, like that's awesome. Like, <laughs> who knows just like one note would sound that cool. And, and, and the fact that they just, they just take a break, like they just stop the music for a second and just play a bong rip sound effect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that just yeah. cracks me up. Like, to, to me, that's, um, <laughs> that, that just, like that's, that's funny to me. Like that's not like challenge or anything. Like, like why did, why did I just do that? Well, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> dude, yeah, we can cut that out if you want. <laughs> Let it roll, dude. Let it roll. Let it roll. All right. Next up, Johnny Rial. Johnny Rial. That one's fun. Lucky, this is like one of my like secret favorites on the yeah, album. Yeah, they they go into kind of like storytelling mode and just create this this character. Like Johnny Ryle, like the the leader of the homeless. Right, like a like a fallen from grace. Now he just does rock. On Johnny Ryle is the bum on my stoop. <laughs> right, I um I love the uh like the the, the off kilter and out of tune guitar. guitar. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it's driven by this kind of like like the kind of like lurching. And the chorus is just sounds like the it sounds like somebody that doesn't know how to play guitar is just playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like. I feel like, well, I'll get to that later, but some of these tracks give me, like, an angsty vibe because of some hmm. of the beats. Like, this song definitely, like, if you just listen to the beat, it kind of makes you stressed out. Like, huh. At least for yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's the effect it's that's It's super off-kilter. Yeah. To me, um, the line, Donald Trump and Donald Tramp living in the men's shelter, wonder bread bag shoes and singing Helter Skelter. Hilarious. That, that, that cracks me up every time. It's certainly <laughs> aged really well, dude. Yeah. <laughs> And the little, uh, so they just kind of go into like these really vivid, like imagery rich descriptions of Johnny Rial, like his, his different like, like es- like adventures and stuff. Right. And then at the end, they kind of allude to him being Elvis, <laughs> just falling from grace. Right. Elvis shaved his head. He went into the army. Oh yeah. And then there's a little, little cuts and a little vocal sample. That's right, y'all. His name is Johnny. Kick it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Dude. Like yeah, that, that's that's a, that's a prime example of them. Like, not just doing it for no reason, but, like, as an actual line, like, to include meaning. Right. That's right, y'all. That's right, y'all. Absolutely. The next song, track four. Eggman. Eggman. I hate that I love this song so much, man. Oh, it's it's, it's so good. It, so, this is built around the sample of Superfly. Right. By Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, that, that's totally right. Um, And so, it uses that bass. That funky which, bass. That funky bass, which when when they play it right, like they do here, kind of gives it a really ominous feel, like kind of like like action thriller, like action movie suspenseful, right? Like vibe. detective vibe, sort of. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And then, <laughs> so Eggman, it it's about them egging people, which is based off of real stuff. <laughs> Apparently, when they were like a punk band in the seventies, they they threw eggs at people all the time, <laughs> right? Because that's just what you do when you're in a punk band. I guess so. Um, but they accent it in the refrain with like like the Alfred Hitchcock psycho score strings like dun, dun. 
oh yeah 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 like the the strings in between like uh yeah. The parts, yeah and so it's just like 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 the fake horror movie suspense and then like like action movie and yeah like when that's going on you have people like chanting going in the Eggman. background yeah it's just like that, that that's just such a funny contrast to create that like horror movie vibe about An throwing egg eggs at people yeah. <laughs> right and i think like the strings you're talking about i think that's like kind of a factor when I was talking about how it makes me feel anxious. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. this track also kind of gives me that anxious vibe, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, especially during those parts where it's just the strings. Absolutely. Yeah. I looked out the window, seen his bald head. <laughs> that, that's, that's just such a funny opening line. They, they're really good at that, like, grabbing your attention with opening lines. Right. What's the bar? It's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And then I ate the chicken's <laughs> leg. It's just so good. <laughs> I ate the chicken and then I ate his leg. It's <laughs> so funny. Hit the then yeah, like the, the vocal sample. This is like all over the place with the vocal samples. Like hit the Rasta man. He said blood clot. <laughs> right. This is um the one where it incorporates the public enemy samples. Uh, does it twice when I pull out the station and then it cuts like this is kind of interesting because it doesn't just isolate the vocals. It takes the whole song and kind of pauses it for a right, second. Right. Sometimes they'll do You're that. You're gonna get yours. Yeah. Um. This like it's it's kind of jarring on. Now they got me in a cell, but I don't care. <laughs> right. Um, like the line, taxi driver, like, is is that a reference to the yeah, Scorsese film? Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I, I honestly, like, it's been a minute since I've seen that, but... I'm the Eggman. Taxi driver, I'm the Eggman. <laughs> like, they're just kind of poking fun at, like, like, like the vigilante idea. Like, right, right. Like, like, we're throwing eggs at people. <laughs> right. I mean, there's so many, um, like, throughout the album, there's so many, so many pop culture references. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, it's just insane. Yeah, some of them just go right in my head. Right, because I'm too, too young for this. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, the the closing line, it's not like the crack that you put in a pipe, but crack in your forehead is a towel now wiped. <laughs> they deliver that so well. It's, like, that, that's definitely too many syllables for the line. But then they just cram it all in. Right. It sounds, so it good. sounds like they're kind of rushing that line, but it, mm -hmm. it's the perfect one to end on. But, yeah. Joke. The, uh, <laughs> the, the movie sample, I don't even know what it's from, but Drive-By oh. Eggings, Plaguing L.A. Yo, you just got my little cousin, S.A. Oh, yeah. What's that from? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. That, that just makes me laugh. Like, just like cutting to one of the victims really quick just contributes to that, like, frantic pace. Which makes <laughs> right. It seem like, like, we're causing chaos, chaos here, guys. <laughs> with these eggs. Yeah, I really don't know why that's so funny to me. Just the idea of throwing eggs at people. I just think this whole song is, like, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yo, boys, let's... Egg rhymes with a lot of stuff. Let's just let's, let's talk about it with two eggs of people. <laughs> exactly. It's so yeah. funny, man. Track five is High Plains Drifter. What a banger, dude! The I first, like the first like like six tracks are so good. Oh yeah, I mean so to go good. from yeah to go from Eggman to High Plains Drifter to uh the Sound of Science. That's ridiculous oh, to dude, be able to do that on the same too. album. That's ridiculous. But High first, Plains Drifter. Yeah, just like super bass heavy, right? Dude, I love the uh, how they incorporate their vocals into the beat, like in the choruses. With the uh, yeah, so the chorus they like they take the their rapping style a little further, where they kind of like share syllables, share words, share mm -hmm. lines and stuff, and they talk over each other in the chorus. Right, but it it still sounds super coordinated. Yeah, like, it never sounds like. It's not unlistenable at all. Like, it sounds very intentional and very organized. Right. 
It's like like two of them are going high, high planes, planes, drifter. Isn't there parts where like two people are like rapping even like not even just doing the high high planes? I thought there was. You know, tripping. What do you think of? I mean, uh, there are like a couple of the, points. Uh, there are a couple points where one of them starts rapping and then before like, the before the last one stops. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, like, and it sounds like, like they're doing call and response. Just in the verses, rapping. yeah, just in the verses they do that, and I, I think that's really neat. Yeah, I like that. Like it, that really contributes to kind of like the on edge feel, like everybody's talking over each other. Right, it's so noisy, just high. Like where are all these voices coming from? Yeah. And the way they're panned, like it's like you know going from ear oh, to yeah, ear yeah, with like the course. whispers. Hi, hi, on the left and right, yeah. It's kind of yeah, hard to this describe, is, but yeah, this is chock full of pop culture references. Reference Taxi Driver again. Buster Travis Bickle when I feel that I'm getting pushed. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, they just kind of go back to that character work, which they kind of do two, three songs in a row here. Right. Um, just creating this this character of the High Plains Drifter, some like just cool criminal. Right. Which kind of rap about. Right. That's, that's just fun. Like a character the basics, they make man. Them. Yeah, that's the basics. Tall Tales. Oh, I thought you were saying like the next track, the Tall Tales. I was like, um, nah, I don't think it is. But yeah, no, that's that's kind of the approach. Dude, they take Steve a lot McQueen. Of the time. They reference Dirty Harry, Clint Eastwood. You love that? Yeah, man. I love the uh, how they close out with. I think it's a Ramones. I think I read Hot Wired, Hot Wielding. Susie is a yeah. Susie's a Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, they make it sound like a robot. Right. <laughs> I guess that's them. Paying homage to their uh, their punk roots, I guess so. Another punk legend. Yeah, but yeah, that's a uh, that's fun. Damn, gotta love I it. Love <laughs> MCA when he just yells, "Threw me in the tank with a drunk called Otis." Dude, his delivery a... on that line is fantastic. I love that from like the minute I heard this song. Drunk called Otis. Really? I can't even, even I can't even replicate it. That didn't stick out to me. Really? Isn't um is Otis from the Andy Griffith? I think it is. I think it is Andy Griffith. Dude, yeah, that that old show, dude. You checking on that? Yeah, it's not working, but yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like again, just so many pop culture references. Like I feel like I have to look up every lyric to understand yeah. them. Yeah, that just contributes to the density. Like every part of this album is just like. Like, there's never a boring or quiet moment. Like it's just all chock full. Right, and I feel like you know, like. When I listen to it, you know, so many times, it's like I'm getting some of the references I didn't get before. Mm-hmm. That's why I love yeah, it. Yeah, you, you keep catching lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Lyrically that's, dense, for sure. That, that's something that, like, not a lot of, I mean, I was going to say older hip-hop, but hip-hop of any time period, really. Like, it's, shoot. Yeah, not, I mean, not really always this dense, this jam-packed, this satisfying sure. all the way through. And I just like how, like, sometimes they're not even like saying much but they're like they're rapping you know what i mean oh yeah i mean they're i don't know there's hardly ever like too much of a message involved right and i, I mean I, I just like that i like yeah, that exactly it's just just good good clean fun i, I, I mean eggman they say like you make the mistake and judge a man by his race you go through life with egg right there's face. a little bit of political stuff in yeah, there but yeah, it's I'm like sure. i don't know i feel like a lot of music just in general takes itself a little too seriously yeah yeah that's if there's one thing these guys do it is, it is not, not take yeah not that <laughs> they do not take themselves too seriously at all. Gotta love it. It's very refreshing. Yeah, they, they right. have a good time. Next up, the sounds of science or the sound of science or sounds of science. Yeah, yeah. sounds of science. Sounds of science is my favorite song. Is here. it? Yeah, 
Eggman, Eggman's close. I, I love Sound of Science. That's fair. I, I, I mean, or 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 the medley at the end. Yeah, right. I mean, but if you count all that as one, like the, uh, isn't this like isn't it just Sergeant Pepper's like, totally, like they even have the cafe sample between the. So this song starts off with like kind of a. It's when I'm sixty four, right? I think yeah. I read that. So they start off with when I'm 64 with the kind of like the first beat and then the beat change up. You kind of hear the cafe noises from Sgt. Pepper's and then it's like the chords like from the opening are sampled in the second beat. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it's the end is what from Abbey Road is what that's primarily. Is it? Dude, because I swear to God, like, because no, I know there, that. I know there's more than two Beatles samples on there. Is it the end? I'm just trying to think like of what part. I could have sworn I read it was the end. It's just I, like I read it was the end too, but I was like, no way. Love you. Oh shoot! Huh, maybe that riff is just the same one they used on Sergeant. <laughs> they just reused the riff. <laughs> we just exposed the Beatles. Dude. Beatles exposed. Clickbait podcast title. Shoot. Beatles exposed. Beastie Boys better. <laughs> dude, that's so funny. But um, yeah, it sounds. What do you love about this track? Since it's your favorite. I don't know. Like just from the first time I heard this album, I just latched onto it. Like I just really enjoy it. The I love just the contrast between the two beats. Right. They couldn't like, be more different. Yeah. Like, cause like, so it starts out, right? It just kind of like, like very, very mellow. There's no guitar. There's not really any drums. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wah. It's a weird sound effect. Yeah. It almost sounds and like a person. And, and it's like, <laughs> like, it's just very mellow, like kind of hopping along. Kind of has like, with a, the bass. like a country bass line sort of thing. Yeah. Kind of when I'm 64, the boom, boom. And I just, now here we with all three of them coming in mm-hmm. right off the bat. Now here we go, dropping signs, dropping it all over. I, lo- I just I love their flow in the first in the first one. Expanding the horizon, expanding the parameters. <laughs> like I, I love I love how they trade lines like that. The science references are fun. No, goes Isaac Newton, the scientific easy. Dude, like <laughs> Ben Franklin with the kite getting over with the key. <laughs> When I uh, first heard it, I didn't like it until the second beat. I was like, really? is this the whole song? Just like, the sounds of science. Like, that, that part dun, dun, dun. Like that, that really bothered me. Like, that, really? that hook, it's so, it's kind of annoyed. Like, I can't explain it. But, yeah, that, but it's catchy, That's a good though. question. I was thinking about that earlier. How much would I like it if there were no beat switch? Like, if that, The first beat, like, it was just like, the sounds I love that, science. yeah. I love that time. first section. But I think it is a legitimate question on how much I would love it if that were it. Right. I'm not sure I would. But right. But like, how how well does it stand alone as opposed to how well does it contribute to the rest of it? Which is very well. The answer to that is very well. Right. But no, it doesn't really matter. Right. Like it's it is in there and it sounds fantastic. Um I love the climb too. Like 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 you said with the uh like the chatter mm-hmm. from Sergeant Peppers? Yeah, from Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 sample the cafe noises. Yeah. And there. then they and then they work in like DJ scratching. That sounds really good. Right. Tons of DJ scratching all over this album. Like we didn't yeah. mention that. Yeah. And I love how like disco date. Yeah. Verse two, they just jump in. Time and money for girls covered with honey. Right. And then like j- like just the drums, and then they kind of the they keep what? rapping while the beat builds up, which is not really the, your traditional way of doing it. Like oh, just jumping dude. in cold. Dude, like as that. you described it, like I could hear it in my head now, and I'm like hyped for it. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Exactly. One of the best songs like, on yeah, the, like the, the payoff after the the build in the middle to the second beat is just 
fantastic. Right, like the beat's like, boom, 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 and it just gets like into it. Ponce de Leon constantly on, the Fountain of Youth, not Robotron. It's just phenomenal internal rhyme. I love that so much. Internal rhyme, baby. Yeah, I, I, they all they all kind of yell that in unison. Right. It's, they always like, they, it seems like they always know when they're saying the most catchy line because they always like come in and oh, say Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so... It, and that's going back to Eggman. Is that is that chicken or the egg? Is it is it so catchy because they they're all doing it together and they're doing it the right, or is it because they're doing it at the right time? You know what I mean? Right. It's like maybe probably a combination both. of those. Yeah, probably it's the both. perfect. Yeah, timing. exactly. They they know what's catchy and then they know. That yeah, like, doing that will make it catchier. Right. <laughs> doing that for added emphasis. In this this song, they they shout out. They kind of make a reference to the eggs. The eggs that I eat. I, I feel like they're just kind of like trying to talk about eggs because of Eggman. Come crazy. <laughs> they just love eggs. Shout eggs out to boys. Them. Yeah, I love uh, kicked out of the Palladium. Just did I care? <laughs> they all just kind of scream it. Like, I don't care. I got kicked out of the stadium. And how the beat cuts out right at the end. Like damn, the guitar cuts out. Dropping science, like Galileo dropped Drop the, the orange. orange. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, right? Like obviously it's Isaac Newton with an apple. Yeah, but they already talked about him. Exactly. Yeah, just, <laughs> just being fun, being creative. That's the whole point, like of these of this album, especially. Like it's just so fun, right. all the way through. It's just so funny. Like you can, you just can't take it too seriously. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I, I don't know, man. It's just. And that's interesting. I've, I've never really had the problem of, like, finding them corny, I guess. You know, honestly, like, when I listened to their debut, I was, that's kind of how I was really yeah. Girls on that album, it was just like, that's cringeworthy. I did not enjoy that. Yeah. I, 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 I was going to bring that up, actually. <laughs> yeah, that one's bad. Ugh. And that, that was kind of, like, that kind of stuff was kind of their image for a long time. Dude, like, I don't know, like, just some people have shown this album, too, because, you know, I like it, obviously. Yeah. And <laughs> they're just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like for a lot of people, it's just really corny, like, it's the only thing they hear. Maybe if they're not, you know, listening to the expert beats and, like, yeah, dude. rhymes. You gotta have fantastic ear for beats, like we do at War 33. Yeah, <laughs> you need to have a huge brain to understand yeah, this exactly. album. Exactly. Not what I'm trying to say, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the lyrics even... are definitely in your face, so... Yeah, and that's Mike D's voice is a little yeah. bit so ad, pitchy. Ad, ad like rock, sh- ad rock too. I mean, M- like, MCA, yo, what's up? Like, yeah, when MCA, <laughs> MCA is a, like kind of a deep, deeper, gravelly. Like voice. you can tell when it, he's rapping. Yeah, exactly. He he stands <laughs> out between the rest of them. That's not to say that he's a particularly better rapper. No, that's like, not on I mean. the just from his voice on the song where they each get a verse, which is actually the next one, Three Minute Rule. I I think Mike D probably does the best job. Um, Fair, but. Doesn't he have the first verse? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I I can definitely get how Mike uh, how Mike D and Ad Rock are a little yeah. Their voices are just a little bit yeah. yeah. I mean, and but once you get used to it, you kind of enjoy the rapid fire like interplay between the three vocalists. I I think it's something that's really enjoyable having those yeah, three different voices. The contrast, right? Like yeah, exactly. if, if those three guys all sounded the same, and Mike D and Ad Rock do a little, but if you didn't have MCA in there cutting it with them or if you had three guys that sounded like mca would it be as enjoyable to hear those three go back and forth like that very good questions i don't think so yeah yeah i agree all right yeah 
Three Minute Rule, which was the next track, like we mentioned. You just talked about, yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of, kind of an interesting, kind of an anomaly in that everybody gets their own verse. Right. And, and they all do pretty well. I and think. like you said, you like Mike D's. Yeah, Mike my, my D's probably my favorite by a little bit. And it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, they each get like, like a pun on their name, and it kind of feels like they're kind of establishing their own separate identities a little bit there. I never thought about it like that. Like with their their own puns, yeah. <laughs> like just kind of getting to do their own thing a little bit. Sure. Okay. I, I enjoy. I that. can see that. Like it's, it's. I mean, it's kind of refreshing. Like it's. I don't think this album is at risk with how colorful and bright it is of ever sounding samey with all the different samples they throw in. Right. But, I think it's nice to have something like this added in. Definitely. And another thing that I like, this is like, more traditional. I'd say. Like, yeah, absolutely. Compared to all the songs. Yeah, it's it's super like dry too. Like there's it's basically just drums and bass. Yeah, I was about to say like as far as the beat goes, this one's probably one of like the least memorable mm-hmm. off the album. Yeah, it's it's sparse and the beat itself isn't super crazy, but I love the drums. The little oh, yeah. drum fills, like how it'll just kind of repeat like the old. I got it's probably loop. That's probably not even the real drums. Right. That's kind of how it sounds. But. Yeah, like yeah, like on this album, I noticed a lot of times they'll create drum fills like. That obviously weren't drum fills. Uh-huh. If that yeah, makes any no, sense. Yeah, I, the drums. I, I, in in preparation for this, this wasn't something I'd really paid attention to for a long time. But I really enjoy the drums on this track. Sure. Oh yeah. Maybe I'll go back and really listen to the drums because my ear's not catching on to what you're saying right now. But I got you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, some of the drums are a little less, a little less memorable. I mean, there's kind of basic. Right. Stuff you get just you, like a drum. You, beat. Yeah. You, you you take for the sample and then you let the rest of it kind of. Be in the be in the spotlight, but I think to me on this instrumental, the drums kind of take the spotlight, which is also a nice little change of pace. Change of pace track. Sure, yeah, but I'm in. Like I said, like I just like that it's kind of like a traditional quote unquote mm. rap song. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of ironic that like it's kind of it's like it's it's slow and not super crazy, and that's your change of pace track. Like it's usually the other way around. For right. A lot of different, like especially rock. Like it'll be like a faster song in the middle of a bunch of slower. And then it'll be like a ballady, you know, singing yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely not like ballad. No, that's not what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, We're yeah. just talking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, like in, in general, I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Beasties straying from the formula once again. Always. Always. Straying from the formula by going back to the formula, like you said, <laughs> traditional rap. Right. They're so out of the formula, they have to. They have to go back to the in. formula to get out of the in. formula. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I love the uh, in the Adrock verse when he says, "Had to diss the girl because she got too emotional." Are you experienced, little girl? I want to know what goes on in your little girl world. <laughs> the the Hendrix reference, dude. It's just like when he says like "girl" like four times and like yeah. two bars. It's just so funny. <laughs> little girl world. It's so funny. Yeah, the next song is "Hey Ladies." Hey ladies, I get funky. That's so yeah we we inadvertently kind of revealed the formula to this song which is that there there are three verses just chock full of pop culture references um, right. all kinds of stuff and then it'll end with hey ladies they all kind of yell it together it's kind of like a chorus with that part and it'll it'll go get like I get funky and then it'll be a cowbell but like everything will stop and you'll just hear like a cowbell and then like other funk. Yeah, samples just yeah. start coming and in that, after that. That's kind of the, that's kind of the interesting part is that it's different after each time. Right, like they'll add different, completely different samples every mm-hmm. time. 
Exactly. Yeah, that, that's so sometimes cool. Sometimes it's like a funky bass yeah. coming in. Sometimes it's funky. It's there's, James, there's James Brown. <laughs> Ain't it funky now? Oh, after, totally. But after the second one? Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It's kind that's, of that. that's super fun. And to me, this beat is like, it's super bouncy. It's super fun. Like, it's a nice, nice guitar. Mm-hmm. But I think this might get like a little, this might have been a little stale. If they didn't mm. make that effort to switch it up after every single verse, and and like just that little bit flips it into being so, like so entertaining and so engaging. You saying that's all it needs to be like a great track? Yeah, is that little mix up. Uh, sure. To do it, yeah, to do it three different times like that, and just really subtle, like like the, after the Hey Ladies, to get funky is like mildly different each time. Right. I was gonna say something about that. How? Yeah, like the the get funky is slightly like. What is it even like? I don't know. <laughs> Some kind of sample. I mean, it's like it might even be three different people. I don't right. know. Right. Like just, just saying, get funky. Yeah, like three different samples of people saying get funky. Like I didn't know if it was one sample altered, but yeah. Also, my favorite uh, vocal sample in the verse interpolation here, which is uh, "Walking High and Mighty," like she's number one, and they throw in from Ballroom Blitz. And she sweet. thinks she's the passionate one. Yeah. <laughs> the dude from Sweets delivered on that is so awesome. That's such a good song. It's just so dorky and out yeah, of place. It, it, it works so well, though. When, when I first heard that, I nearly had to, like, pull over my car. <laughs> like, and then they go right into the, that. They go right into the Hey Ladies. Which works so well. That, that's that's my favorite one, I think. Dude, like, I just think the, uh, like like you were saying earlier, how like, the, the, the weird cowbell thing, like I've never heard anything like that. Like I think it's super creative. I, like the beat just stops and then there's like... Yeah, they just throw that in there out of nowhere. Just like a random cowbell and then like, I don't know, it's just super weird. Like I, I can't explain it. Really yeah. creative. Yeah, and that, yeah, there's your underlying theme. This is very fun and very creative. Right. That's that's our big takeaway. I'm not even halfway through. It's just something like that'll happen and you'll just say, well, you know, wow, like what, what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. Didn't expect it. The next, um, the next one is kind of a little interlude, five piece chicken dinner, which is like a bluegrass. Yeah, just like a bluegrass. Like whatever. Fiddle. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I think this is actually really, really funny. Oh yeah, like, like they they start going yee yee, you know whatever. Yeah, they start making like yeah like, like and just the fact that it's noises. called five piece chicken dinner <laughs> is just so yeah. funny. Like making fun of rednecks. Oh, and really then funny. yeah, to me, probably the funniest part about that. Is that they go right into a heavy metal sample <laughs> on uh, looking down the barrel of a gun? Just right. how like how like loud and menacing that guitar is, like the bluegrass banjo or whatever it was. Right. Just like that contrast makes me laugh a little bit. I feel like if this wasn't assembled like a hip hop beat, it would just be a hundred percent like just like a punk song or something. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, it's you know what I mean. I mean, it's almost untouched. Like it has kind of hip hop sounding drums. Right, but I mean, it's it's totally just like the guitar Sounds is just like totally like, like a like a punk or a metal riff, and that that's right. just throw that in. I mean, that's that's almost jarring the first time you hear it. Right. I mean, I that might be somebody listens to that for the first time, they might even think that's out of place. I can't even remember. I've listened to some. I don't know. I mean, point. just diversity. Yeah, I like it. Um, I mean, and it suits the title of the track. <laughs> you know, looking what I mean? down the barrel of a gun, son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. To me, like the defining line is looking down the barrel of a gun, son of a gun, son of a bee, getting paid, getting rich, and the guitar's kind of stopped at that like by the time you get to getting mm-hmm. rich, and then it kind of goes, kind of squeals, and then like goes right back to life. Right, like um, I think that that you're talking about, like that's like the note bef- 
in uh, Mississippi Queen, like that juicy bend. That's before. Oh, okay. you, that's before he rips it up. Yeah. So yeah, this is the your, your primary sample. This is based off of is Mississippi Queen. Yeah, Mississippi Queen. Yeah, like I could tell from the drums. Like right when I first heard the drums, I was like, oh, this sounds really familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of Clockwork Orange references. Yeah, I was about to one. say that. Like the, all the lines about ultraviolence, which is what they called violence in that book. <laughs> well, get hit, get hit. Don't slip your knuckleheads. Racism is schism on a serious tip. I love how they just throw stuff like they just throw stuff like that in there. Right. Like they did the exact same thing in Eggman. Like just a nice little anti-racism message. Sure. I appreciate it, Beastie Boys. Dude. Yeah. Um. Back to what you're saying about that one note from Mississippi uh-huh. Queen. Like since I know it's from Mississippi Queen, every time I hear it, it just makes me kind of mad because I want to hear that like juicy guitar riff mm-hmm. and I want to hear that thing <laughs> yeah. go up and it's just like the. <laughs> Yeah, and this, the lyrical content of this one, aside from all those references, just kind of goes back into that character work format, mm-hmm. where they're just kind of like, which is like a violent, like a violent guy, violent criminal type individual. Right, just talking about all the havoc they wreak, and how mm-hmm. they're like Rambo and stuff, and Bruce Willis <laughs> and all that. <laughs> I'm a die harder like my kid Bruce Willis. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, I, I just love to start that Wait, second verse. When did the... Dude, is Die Hard that old? Like, they're still making Die Hards, right? Like, I felt like one came out a couple years I, ago. I, I think mid-80s. It was 89. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I just love that little that little three lines to open the second verse. Right. Where everything kind of, like, gets quiet by the end of it. Just enjoyable wordplay. So after that, we go to Car Thief. Car Thief. Car Thief is kind of like the most dense beat on there. You think so? I wouldn't, yeah, when I listen to it, I'm like, there's kind of the most stuff going on. I mean, there's like there's like a chipmunk soul type thing thrown in there. What do you mean? Like like when they kind of like, it's just somebody singing a, a note, but it's like pitched up oh, really yeah, like high. The... Yeah, it's just kind of thrown in like mm-hmm. like once or twice every verse. It's not like a main component. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now. yeah definitely. Just like as an, as an extra little, uh, little beat. Little piece of spice, right? You know, like a lot of these beats. Like since I'm thinking about this, like they'll they'll seem pretty simple, but when you really like are oh, listening, yeah. there's kind of like little differences in like timbral qualities of stuff. Yeah, like I can't explain it quite well, but yeah, and that's what I was that's what I was thinking earlier when I said like like some of these beats are kind of sparse. And yeah, I mean, yeah, we kind of touched on this earlier that a lot of them, the main elements will just be the the drums and the bass, right? Mm-hmm. And just some kind of guitar or something or piano or, or just some like other you know, harmony. Um, but then there'll just be all these different elements, like not even like vocal samples, like we were talking about in the in the lines, mm-hmm. but just just tiny little musical tiny things. They just things. Put, they just throw in there, just to make it more colorful. Right, like more a tiny dense, sound yeah. effect that'll happen, you know, like once or twice every yeah. verse. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Just stuff it, like that. I mean, it's just yeah. It's it's just a sampling masterclass, basically. Like right. it, it's just it's just so consistently like man, like I can't believe they used it like that. Right. You know, honestly, like, like they just threw that in there. I'm not even sure how sampling works. Oh, I mean, no, I, I couldn't. Do I know you I wouldn't, but yeah, no. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, I'm pretty sure you just like isolate the frequency, like. But I, I just like like that would be so much work getting all these samples. Mm-hmm. Like that's all oh, I'm thinking yeah. about. Like especially in the olden days where you couldn't just go on YouTube and search Mississippi yeah. Queen. You'd have and, to find and that's, the record. Right? That's part of it is that, I mean, this type of stuff doesn't happen anymore. Like you don't see stuff like this, like De La Soul. Mm. Um, stuff where it's like almost entirely sam- public enemy stuff where it's almost entirely sample based just because copyright laws for stuff like that is so much stronger now 
it right. was it was way more like like fast and loose. Right. I was about to say like sampling the Beatles like that's kind of ballsy. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a there's a quote from I think Mike D. He's like, man, we got we got sued by the Beatles for this. Like this is awesome. Like that's every kid's dream. You get sued by the Beatles. <laughs> it's hysterical. <laughs> they sued him for that. Uh, that I think so. Sound design. Sound design. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I I enjoy Car Thief. It's fun. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's nothing too crazy. It's not incredibly ambitious, but right. It's good solid fun. That's kind of the same thing with what comes around the next track. All right, next track. What comes around? Yeah, that is like I do enjoy that guitar in the sample, like like how it like kind of strums a little oh, bit. Oh, dude, like as a guitarist, I love the way they use like all these funk samples. Mm-hmm. Like it's so yeah, so yeah. Funny. Most of it, most of it really is like funk bass. It's and like funk soul, guitar, yeah. soul and funk stuff is like mm-hmm. usually for the bass. Got to keep it groovy, right? Absolutely. So Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair so I can climb up and oh, get so into your funny. underwear. So funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like, like why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, that was like the entirety of their first album. Was just, <laughs> there were just so many lines like that. And they dial it back here to the point where it's not like ridiculous. It's just more funny. Right. A little bit less raunchy. Yeah. If you can believe that. If this is the first album you listen to. Yeah. I I enjoy, uh, yo, why'd you throw that chair at Geraldo Rivera, man? Um, just conservative political commentator who also drew... Kendrick Lamar's ire, like 30 years later, 20, 29 years later. Mm-hmm. That just kind of makes me laugh. He's getting rappers mad at him for 30 years. <laughs> I like the um, like the line where it says, why you want to beat that brat with a bat? Why you want to treat your girl like that? Living in the rat race, smoking rat weed. And like, reap what you, the plant you see. It's, I just like that. Yeah, I love how the guitar comes in at that point. The right. It's like an extra guitar. Mm-hmm. Right. Dude, like, like we were saying, the layering, but yeah, dude, I just and the the ad libbing on the outro is super fun. That's so much fun to listen to. All right, like, like it's almost like they're scatting at times, <laughs> right? And like at eventually the beat, the beat just kind of drops out and they go funky, like Panasaurus, funky. Doris the Thinkosaurus. It's like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the point. They're just, they're just being silly, they're just goofing around. Finkasaurus, dude. What goofballs. What goofballs. Yeah, so the next one, um, your other single, uh, your two singles in this album are Hey Ladies, and in this one, Shadrach. So you said that Hey Ladies, you thought was like, if it didn't have that uh, variety, was that the track you said? Like, yeah, Do you think that's the best single? Out of the two singles? Like, is it, or it, like I, the best single that could have been off this album? Like, I think, I like, know. Eggman is, like, a better single. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe Shake Your Rump didn't get released as a single. Or Shake Your Rump, yeah. What? Yeah. I know, I know that they got, like, their label wasn't really rocking with this too much. Isn't there some bars about their label on this it album? It might be. I, I remember, like, hearing some stuff that was, like, seemed like a diss at, hmm. you know, the man. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very, very anti-establishment. Punk, root, punk roots. Punk course. roots. It's it's be expected. But yeah. Um, Shadrach is. I love that yeah. vocal sample that kind of starts yeah. off the song. It's like yeah, it's like yeah. it's a yeah, female vocalist. Yeah. It sounds like another soul sampler. Yeah, something. exactly. But it's it's sped up and it's like kind of matched to suit the kind of the rhythm here, which is really fast. 
That's something mm-hmm. I didn't really appreciate for a long time. <laughs> it like, is pretty fast. Like, like, like this song is like really up tempo. Like it's mm-hmm. really going. Yeah, now that I'm hearing it in my head, it is kind of fast. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for it to be like, like I'm I'm far from knowledgeable on like biblical stuff, especially because these guys are Jewish. Like I'm pretty sure this is a oh, really? um, pretty sure this is more of like a Jewish story. But for we're just three MCs and we're on the go. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. <laughs> like it's they're just like relatively obscure biblical figures, at least for the average listener. What are those names? Okay, so they're biblical? Yeah. It's just like, like three individuals. Yeah, Judean men. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, just they just gotta throw that in there. That that's that's them, man. Like that's that's just that's quintessential beastie boys. To, right, to do something like that as your as your comparison for yourself. <laughs> Just shout out to some biblical figures. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I love the, uh, being very proud to be an MC. I can't, I don't know who that's from, but they sampled that again on ill communication. Oh, really? Yeah. Using the same sample twice? Yeah. And I think it's, it may not be the exact same line, but it's definitely the same stuff. Like exactly. same song, same artist. Jerry Lee Falwell references, Mario Andretti, all kinds of stuff, man. Dude, they just, the outros are some chanting those names. Yeah, it's kind of like Herky Jerky on the outro, like, dun, 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 dun. Right. you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, this is like a bundle of energy, like to, to close it out before you get to your big medley at the end. Right. I mean, in the medley at the end, I mean, you can start talking about that. Yeah. You want. B-Boy, I think we're pronouncing this right, B-Boy Booyabase. Booyabase. B o u i l l a b a i s e. And what would you what would you call this? I guess it's kind of like a sweet. I mean, it's kind of weird to yeah, call I mean, hip hop a sweet, but I mean, I, I kind of think of it as a medley. Like it's medley. Just, I mean, like yeah, the, I guess the, that's more appropriate. Like, like most of the beats just aren't even related at all. Like lyrical content. Yeah, like definitely. It's all just kind of it flows together really well, but none of it's particularly related. Right. I mean, like yeah, and, and most of these songs are like. Two and a half minutes to like thirty seconds, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think get on the mic or not get on the mic. Stop that train is the longest part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay, so for a long time this was not even broken up into parts, but on recent like streaming editions, what well, we're mostly listening to it on, mm-hmm. um, it actually has it broken up into all nine parts, but with over like the, over the twelve minutes. Yeah, and they preface it as like the B boy. Yeah, people would be a base colon right. fifty nine Christie Street, which I don't know if we necessarily need to get into all of those like by name. Yeah, I mean, but like, to start off, I guess we can talk about that. It sounds like a Jimi Hendrix sample to me. Yeah, it sounds like crazy. are you experienced the intro like the the reverse kind of yeah reverb. yeah. It's like yeah, and the drums. I've never heard drums that sound like this. You know right. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It has like this. I, I can't describe it really. It has a. Yeah. It's not like crazy bass heavy. It's not blown out or anything. Because that happens. It's like distorted or something. Right? Yeah, it's distorted in some way to where the, like the drums do. It might be that sample, but it sounds exactly like it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's just really like cool chaotic. Sound. Like it's like. <laughs> Dude, it, it literally just sounds like guitar strumming. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. like just muted strumming with some gain. Yeah, and that's just like psychedelic vibes yeah. a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh yeah. yeah. And they incorporate they incorporate record scratching into that really heavily. I feel like a lot of these, like, you know... So it just sounds like... And that's, like, pretty much the only musical element. So it's just, like, very bouncy for, right. like, that 45 seconds it, or whatever. It's kind of, like... I don't want to say, like, hypnotic, but it's a little bit, like... Yeah, I could I could get behind hypnotic. It just kind of makes you rock. <laughs> and then they go into... 
get on the mic where it's get on the mic. It's MCA and Mike D just saying good things about Mike D, <laughs> which is which is fun, very funny. Let's rap about me, dude. Yeah, and stop that train is probably like the closest thing to a complete song. Right, they, that, that comes next. That has like that has like almost uh, that's very funky to me. That guitar, mm-hmm. like, I mean, they're basically just rapping over a rock song. Right on this one. Like again, yeah, it's just like it's, it almost sounds more like a rock song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the drums barely sound like hip hop drums. It's just like a very very dancey, like slow. Mm-hmm. I don't even, yeah, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's like, yeah, not really traditional hip hop drums on this one. Man, is this the one with like the uh, like the blues samples all over it? I, I I forgot to mention, but one of the tracks has like a piano like blues solo in it. You might be thinking of uh, I think I'm thinking of Car one. Thief. Oh wait, no, 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 no! I know exactly what you're talking about. That's um, that's dropping names. And still in the city, sees a ghost. That one's really cool. That little bit in the that's like right in the middle. It's only like thirty seconds, but um, all three of them kind of take turns saying this like almost tongue twister. Like he's still in sissy sees a ghost. Right. They say it really, really fast, and there's like that kind of I guess kind of bluesy piano. Um. I might not be thinking of the right I, thing. I'm thinking, I think I'm thinking of a different thing. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about well, that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That, that, that little bit. The, the, like, that, that piano is playing super fast as well. Mm-hmm. Almost like kind of ragtime-y almost. Um, and that, that just creates like, it just sounds really fast, the whole thing. And right. it's really short. So that's a fun little bit to me. Right. And, and like you said, like the ragtime samples, it's just like using that for hip-hop is really creative. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you'd never hear a piano like that in a rap song. Right. Just, uh, that's how I feel about half the beats. It's just like, whoa. Yeah. Well, we can kind of get back on track on track there with A Year and a Day, which is the MCA solo cut, basically. Um, MC for what I am and what I do. The A is for Adam and the lyrics, true. <laughs> a little corny, but you got to love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's kind of like, he's a little spiritual. What do you mean? And he kind of grows into that in the later album. So he says, My body and soul and mind are pure, not polluted or diluted or damaged beyond cure. Oh, right. Stuff like that. I'm one with myself as I turn to thee, prefer the dreams to the reality. Like, when you say spiritual, like, is he, does, did he not do drugs and things like that in nature? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they did. But, I mean, they make references to smoking pot and drinking. Like, right, like all the time. Like, that's why I was saying, like, it's the joint, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he MCA may turn Buddhist. You know, I just I, I, I may remember I may remember reading Buddhist. that at something at some point. Yeah, I just asked because I know like punk is like an odd association with like the clean cut sort of thing. Yeah, like straight edge. Right? Yeah. But yeah, that that little bit is yeah he did he did practice Tibetan Buddhism. Interesting. So when when did he do that? Was that like around the time he was getting into it? You think? Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. That's um, interesting. But yeah, going Western. This song is like this song to me almost sounds like the like the little talk box you have. Like <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I think everything kind of like blends together. Like it almost his vocals almost sound like like very mildly vocoded. Dude, which yeah. I don't think they I'm are. I'm pretty but. sure like that that is it, this is the one with the driven over you know guitar riff playing the whole time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Weren't, you know, it's, that's it a, sounds like a guitar solo. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely uh, an Isley Brothers song. Like I, okay. I can't name it by ear. Like I've heard it a billion times. Okay, I and um, I'm surprised you didn't mention this. Like, 
That's like I by Kendrick Lamar. They also oh, sampled yeah. that exact. Oh, exact. Are you thing. serious? Yeah, but the. What, you totally. Me? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, it totally is. It absolutely is. My gosh. Yeah, I mean, this has like a live sound too, just like that does. Right, and I was gonna say that too. It's like, do you think? And I, I was gonna ask now. Do you think Kendrick may? Do you think Kendrick listens to the Beastie Boys? Do you you think maybe I don't know, or maybe they both just had a similar idea, similar ear, yeah. But I don't know. It's like literally that exact like riff. Yeah, yeah. I love the little outro. Like, goes by the name of the Disco Day. Oh yeah, and then like you just hear like a crazy like scratch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the DJ just kind of goes crazy. Oh, yeah, I love when they say, Disco Dave, Disco Dave. Yeah, disco I don't even Dave. know what Disco Dave is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be their DJ, right? It might, I, yeah, that, that's probably right. Because then, then they say that, like, Disco Dave, and then the scratches, like, go crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, go, Disco Dave. But yeah, <laughs> so that's, fun. that's fun. And then it goes into Hello Brooklyn, which is super bass heavy. Right. And I'm going to retract my, my earlier statement about that sweet line. Because that Johnny Cash use oh, yeah. was fantastic, where they play around with his uh, Folsom Prison Blues line, and mm-hmm. they go, I ride around town because my ride is fly. I shot a man in Brooklyn. And they incorporate the Johnny Cash just to watch him die. And then that, that's really cool because they let it ride out for a little bit. They let the guitar ride out. And then it goes into that kind of like that piano and dropping names. Mm-hmm. And it kind of creates like, Almost like it really flows at that point. So it is a sweet, guys. It is a sweet. It's totally a sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. They're all pretty, like, really different parts. Like, very little musically in common, but it flows really well. It's right. not like cut and pasted. It all. It's all like. It's not disjointed. Right. Yeah, and that's why I just call that as like it's definitely like meant to be played back to back. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so you end with so then you go to Mike on the mic, which goes back to get on the mic, Mike. Right. Which is, this actually is Mike D spitting solo, which is also really good. I love the, uh, they end with just some random guy going, it's a trip, it's got a funky beat, and I, I can, can bug, bug out, out to it. it. Yeah, dude, that's so funny. I can yeah. bug out. <laughs> that, that's, that might be the funniest little bit on the album. It's like, who is that guy? <laughs> right. It's like, every sample I hear, I, I almost want to just like figure out like what song yeah. that is. But, yeah. And then it ends with AWOL, which is a little bit from, uh, like a, I think Amsterdam, a live performance they did. And mm-hmm. I think Amsterdam. It's just kind of them like egging on the crowd, stuff like that. That's fun. Right. And then, I mean, that kind of wraps it up. Yeah, it's not much of a song. Yeah. It's just kind of an outro. So yeah. Like, and doesn't it, it end with a fade out? Like, well, it ends with, um, it goes back to to all the girls. Right. And right. So it's like kind of kind of circular, neat little trick. If like fade out and it fades back into the, to all the girls. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. the smooth. <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite Beastie Boys album. My favorite Beastie Boys album. Yeah. Oh, Communication is really good as well. Right, Definitely yeah. worth checking out. Yeah, check that out. If you, if you, I, 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 would you, would you start with that one or this one? Oh, I, I, this is definitely their best one. I'd start with this. You start with that? Yeah. I, I actually started with their debut. I got you. But, can't go wrong. Yeah. Check them out, guys. Can't this go wrong. Check it out. Paul's Boutique. Paul's Boutique. Boutique. Thanks for Boys. listening. Peace out.